now streaming only on Disney+. Plus. My name is Taylor. Welcome to the Eras Tour. Experience Taylor Swift's record-breaking Eras Tour. Swift, the Eras Tour, Taylor's version, with four additional acoustic songs. Now streaming only on Disney Plus. Ah, hmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive, sought-after, rare, and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at caskers.com. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive, sought-after, rare, and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at caskers.com. If you want to listen to this episode or any of our episodes ad-free, you can do that now. Head on over to Patreon. Click on the ad-free level. You get all of our bonus shows that you've been hearing so much about. Plus, every single day, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, you can listen to this episode or any of our other episodes at the same time, ad-free, over on Patreon. The Real Housewives of D.C. How many of you guys remember this? I mean, if you're listening and you're in your 20s, and I know we have a lot of listeners in their 20s, I don't think you guys remember this. Have you all watched this? The whole show didn't get a second season because of the Salahi's White House crash. The Secret Service were involved. This was like a major. I mean, we have so many controversies in the housewife world these days. Jen Shaw is in jail. So much more is going on. But this was like the old school, like this was a big deal at the time. And I don't really think we realized it. And now in retrospect, wow. Today, feeling nostalgic, we share this interview with Kat O'Mani, one of the OGs, because there was only one season. She was an original. She was there. I love the Real Housewives of DC. We take a trip down memory lane. We talk what's going on in Housewives today, how the Bravo network has changed, how Housewives has changed. And we just revisit everything R-H-O-D, the original R-H-O-D, or I guess R-H-O-D-C. So sit back and enjoy this chat, which originally aired November 10th, 2020 with Miss Kat O'Mani. Hey guys, this is David. Welcome back Behind the Velvet Rope. And we are here with the one, the only, Real Housewife of D.C., Kat Omani. How are you? Hot, but fine. How are you? Good. Now, you are in Mallorca? I am, and it's a very hot, sweaty day today because there's no breeze. And we're sitting in the garden. 
That's not bad though. New York is, it's, so I'm in New York City. It's so hot here too. And it's just the dead of summer and nobody's in New York because everybody left and there's just so much going on. I mean, I, every time I see scenes of New York, it's just, it's just amazing to me. I think I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get out of here for the rest of the summer. I mean, like, you know, I think it's no worse than anywhere else. Like our numbers have been crazy, but you know, we're slowly opening up now. How are things there? Like, did every is, is everything still closed down? Or um, well, you could have you could have joined the worst lockdown in 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 the world with me and Italy. Yeah, it's been absolutely horrendous here, and I'm not I'm not I'm not someone to um to be locked in. <laughs> you and me both. Like this isn't. I mean, now I'm used to it, but at first this was not very well for me. No, we we um we had uh, France and Italy had the worst lockdown ever. So we didn't have any warning. It was literally like you're in your houses tonight, and that's it. You're not coming out. You're not even allowed to. We weren't even allowed to walk our dogs, um, and you know we weren't allowed to take our children out. So I, I don't know how I was supposed to even get food. I had to leave Zara, my daughter, in a car whilst I went to the supermarket. Now this kind of queue with Hanoi's telling me how, where to stand this and that and and in 22 years of being a mother I've never had to leave my child in the car but I didn't have any other option because I couldn't get food without leaving so, wow yeah not not good times at all so what have you done for the whole quarantine to keep yourself busy um fashion shows uh lots of zoom meetings um cooking gardening um just trying to stay sane really sleeping as much as possible <laughs> that's what i should have done i i i i, I should have slept more i i really need to catch up on sleep and you had a little resurgence when the real housewives of dc reunion was on was that shocking that that came out of nowhere I, yeah, I, did, I, I couldn't. I couldn't see it because Bravo is not in Europe anymore. Bravo, um, it's it's uh, it stopped it stopped airing in Europe years ago, and I haven't actually seen any of the episodes for so many years. But, um, I was hearing some of the things that were coming up, which were reminding me of the most hilarious times and some horrific times as well. Did, but, um, uh, I, did, I didn't think they I didn't think they showed the reunion, which was. They're definitely the best part of the whole show is the reunion. That was like the best part of the whole damn thing, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, other than the fact that the sofa was so fucking uncomfortable that I literally it was the it was the long it was one of the longest reunions ever filmed. I think we I think it was between eleven and thirteen hours we were sitting on that bloody sofa for, and we'd already had we'd already had kind of bets the night before about which position everyone would be in on the sofa. <laughs> that's that's really that's really I'm trying to think so like who's going to be sitting where and everyone I assume Michaela was sitting next to Andy right I mean I'm assuming yeah and I, and I was on the other side of Andy that's a good place to be so let's take the cat's catitude she might be an outsider but inside let's take a look at her catitude oh let's my gosh that looks so nice Cat is literally walking from the outside to the inside. At least you're like in some, I don't know, you're not in a major city, which is, I'm so jealous just for that alone. 
No, no, I'm not. I'm, I'm in a really beautiful village um, in um, in the kind of the centre of Mallorca. So it's 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 lovely, but it has been like a ghost town, and it has been like I felt like at one point that everyone had died other than me because I take my dogs out for a walk at like half past nine at night and not see one person in over an hour, not even one person. Wow. It was like, you know, who's, who's survived here? Because all the doors are shut, all the windows are shut. And yeah. Wow. So we're just coming out the other side now. So we've got the kind of, the beaches were open, but there's more police on the beach than there were people. And not, that's not a good vibe at all. That's like how it is here too. Did you, yeah. did, did Mary and Linda, I think they like were keeping you posted, right? During that little marathon that just happened? Yeah, but the time difference was like annoying because I'm obviously five hours ahead. So I was like absolutely exhausted by the end of the day. And they were still like rocking. And I'm like, okay, it's midnight girls and I, I can't do this anymore. Too much, they, too were, <laughs> they were excited. Did people start reaching out to you on Instagram, like as if it was on the air now? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, and then some of my lovely haters came back as well, just to hate on me, which I just, you know, I have to thank my haters as well because they've always kept me entertained. Because right? my, my theory is it's always better to be talked about than not talked about. And the fact that I actually caused them to, to, to pick up their phones and send me vile messages, I take as a compliment. I would agree with that. I am all about, I'm like a Gemini. So to me, it's like, you could hate me or love me, just talk about me. That's better than nothing. Yeah. And to, and to be honest, those people are just, you know, I always, always refer to them as people that are probably living in their parents' basements in their late forties and they never even go out and they just spend their lives just hating on people. And, but they always, they kind of, they entertain me now because uh, I just really don't give a fuck, you know? I literally say the same thing, word for word. I'm like, this is someone in their parents' basement. That's exactly what I say, too. Yeah, yeah. They, what you they, they, they don't do their own washing. They never go out. Um, they probably just eat food from a tin and, and just spend their lives hating on celebrities and people that think that um, are having a really lovely time, even though they've got no idea what actually goes on behind the scenes or what is going on on TV, because... So much is edited. No one's got any idea. So much. When Real Housewives of DC came out, like speaking of editing, were you shocked at your edit? Were you like, wait, this isn't how I remembered it? I was, I was completely screwed for the first, what, three or four episodes for sure. And I think, I think one of the things I was most pissed off about that was taken out of context was we went for, to have a uh, pedicure and I hate having people playing with my feet unless they're giving me a good foot massage. I just don't like pedicures, really. Um, and I said, this is not my scene at all. And that was taken to going to Stacey's Aunt Frances for dinner. So that's when I was accused of being a racist because I said, it's not my scene at all. And in fact, I was actually talking about it having a pedicure. So I was, I was completely nailed for the first few episodes. Um, that's, that's kind of a big difference. But then, you know, yeah. I wasn't having a pedicure. I was going to, you know, a black family's house for dinner and I have lots of black friends and being made out to be a racist was just not okay at all. I was absolutely furious about it. Furious. 
I don't blame you. Do you keep up with any of like, do you watch Bravo now? Like, do you, are you up on any of the stuff going on with Bravo now? Or you don't really get it there. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at caskers.com. You guys know I've been so honest with you about my health kick over the past year, and a huge part of that is drinking a lot of water every day. Well, does anyone else cringe when they have to drink water out of a tap? And that's how I discovered AquaTrue. AquaTrue is a water purifier that puts water through a very, very thorough filtering process. I actually drink more water now that I have an AquaTrue. It removes 15 times more contaminants than ordinary pitcher filters. And what I love is that their countertop purifiers work with no installation and no plumbing. And their filters last a really long time. They could last anywhere up to two years. Think of all the money you're saving. Just one set of filters from their classic purifier is equivalent to 4,500 bottles of water. It's time to get peace of mind with AquaTrue. Today, my listeners receive 20% off any AquaTrue purifier. Just go to AquaTrue.com. That's A-Q-U-A-T-R-U.com and enter code VELVET at checkout. Plus, AquaTrue comes with a 30-day money back guarantee. So if you don't like it, you can just send it back for a refund minus shipping. One last time, that's 20% off any AquaTrue water purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com and use code VELVET. You guys know when it comes to fashion, I'm a little bit of a fancy girl, but what you don't know is I save money when I buy all these brands. What do Alta Zura, Rebecca Minkoff, Philip Lim, Rag and Bone, Netta Porter, Alice and Olivia, I could keep going. What do all those brands have in common? They're all on Rakuten. Believe it or not, it is possible to buy all these luxury brands and save money. All you have to do is shop with Rakuten. As a member of Rakuten, you get cash back at over 4,000 stores. So you can save on the occasional splurge or on everyday items like beauty and home essentials. Plus, you can stack cash back on top of other deals like store sales, loyalty programs, credit card points. It's like never ending. It's really fun to see your money add up. The math is really simple with Rakuten. The more you shop, and man, I shop a lot, the more cash back you get. Rakuten is free to join and it's easy to use. So get started at Rakuten.com or download the Rakuten app today. That's R-A-K-U-T-E-N. No, no, not really. Um, I see the I see the odd things on Instagram and stuff, but no, I don't watch any any Bravo anymore because I, I didn't get it. And I, I, I don't, I've never been a big TV watcher anyway. I listen to music and I I do, I do creative stuff. I don't really watch TV. That and makes I, sense. I, I just listen to podcasts or radio or music and and yeah I'm, I'm not a tv watcher really that makes sense 
And, would, fun, and, and funny enough, I was asked if I'd actually seen any of the housewives before I agreed to do the show, because I turned the show down for about six months. And when they gave me a couple of DVDs to watch about um, the Real Housewives of New York, I didn't even watch them. So I had no idea what I was letting myself in for. Were you, were you shocked? Were you like, did you think it was just going to be a nice show about a bunch of women in DC and everyone's going to have some fun? Well, I didn't, I, for starters, I didn't know how big it was at all. And I didn't know that it was pretty much kind of like a household name of being a housewife. But um, yeah, I was, I was very shocked. I was very shocked. But it was, it was, it was in, in general, it was a great experience. And I met so many fun people. And I'm still in contact with Linda a lot, and Mary, and Paul. And, you know, when you've bonded so, so long with people, you can never kind of break that bond. Is that so, the best thing for you that came out of it? Just meeting like Mary and Paul and Linda? Yeah, and, and no, and we had so much fun as well. But, but, but the sad thing is that the Salahis totally overshadowed the show. So a lot of our footage wasn't even shown because Bravo were trying to cover their asses to make sure that they weren't... Um, you know, in trouble because they they were you know uh, implied that they were set up to go to the, the White House, which was never the case. But a lot of our really fun footage, really fun stuff, was never aired. So there's there's so much boring shit in the show that I would have just gone and loaded the dishwasher or gone and done some ironing if I ironed. Right. Um, I mean, some, some of it was just so, so boring, but it's just annoying that they, that they took over so much of the show just by trying to um, cover their asses when it came to the liability involved in what the Salahis did. Right, because like there was a time when like Bravo was being investigated for kind of being in yeah, on yeah, it. Yeah, 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 and they pulled all the tapes and that's the reason the show was shut down, um, which is a shame. I mean, the second season, I think, could have done with a couple of new cast members, but that's my own personal opinion. Do you think, who, who do you think they could have replaced for the oh, second if I, say that, if I say that, I'm going to be in really big trouble. <laughs> it's just us, Kat. It's just yeah, us. Yeah, no, well, I know. I, I don't think Stacey was, um, I think Stacey was the only racist in the show because she just kept bringing up colour, which to me was just like amazing because I don't, I don't see colour um, with race and she just, I think, that, I think that there should have been at least you know, two, two black women in the show as opposed to one, especially in DC. And a little bit more interesting than Stacey because I didn't find her storylines very interesting. And um, so I'd, you know, I'd, I wouldn't have been too, too sad if she had left. I take it you don't keep in touch with Stacey? Not really, no. I saw her when I was last in DC, but um, no, no, uh, no mad desire to uh, reignite that friendship. Were you guys just? You know, she completely shafted me on the show, and then tried to make something that wasn't even there to make good TV without any regard to actually my life or how it would affect me. And I had to leave DC for like two weeks at one point because I was being hated on for being a racist, and just not okay, not okay at all. Yeah, I mean, that's like a pretty serious 
accusation. accusation. Yeah, it's very serious, especially when you live in DC. You know? Especially like now that you're saying this was taken out of context. Oh yeah. Yeah, this is like, she's uncomfortable around black people. It's like, what the fuck do you know, Stacey? You don't even know anything about me. You don't know how many black friends I have and like really good friends as well. And yet you're on national TV making out that I'm a racist. Um, um, which is just not okay at all. Yeah, I mean, that's not. You know, I'd, li I'd like for her to have seen what it'd be like, you know, putting the shoe on the other foot, for example, you know? Did she, and she never apologized or anything like that? No, as no, and the funny, thing, the funny thing is that I actually looked after her more than anybody else in the show. Um, and especially when it came to like, she didn't have very much confidence when uh, we're doing like the green screen and she, we have to walk up to the camera about a hundred times and do your kind of like walk, walk, walk and then hand on the hip. And she was just not comfortable doing that at all. So I got everybody out of the room. I put some music on and I kind of like, come on Stacey, we can do this. And I gave her the confidence to do it. and was in there behind the camera just egging her on and I really was a good friend to her and I think by the end of it I was probably the closest to her out of all the cast members but um no she never apologized for completely shafting me but there you go I mean and do you think producers kind of like did you felt manipulated by producers like did they try to play up all of this like let's cause drama or did you feel they were just kind of letting the story play out as oh no, they did, of course they wanted to cause drama, but there was, there was a lot more drama that would have been a lot more entertaining than just the whole Salai business, um, which is really annoying. Yeah, I mean, the fact that you were all participating in this show, you know, and then it kind of got hijacked by the Salahis. Totally hijacked, yeah. Yeah. And do you think, because I mean, I talked to Mary and I talked to Linda, like, do you think they did this on purpose? Like, did they crash this White House dinner because of the cameras? Like, did they do that for TV or I, that's just how know, they are? You know what, to this day, I just don't know why they did it. I think they just did it because they could. And Tarek was always like some social climbing twat. Um, so, you know, I think they just, they, they did it because, because they could and they got away with it. Do you think if you reconnected with Michaela today, you know, she's moved on, she's married to the journey. She I moved on to a journey. She moved on to the man from journey. I forgot if he plays, I think guitar, I'm assuming. He plays some instrument in journey. I, yeah, I saw yeah, her. Yeah, I, think he, I think he's guitar. Okay, so the Salahi, so they kind of, I mean, they, it was, you don't know if it was for TV, if this is just who they are as people. I, don't, I just honestly don't know what their agenda was um, other than uh, the thrill of hugging the president and throwing her arms around Joe Biden. I just have no idea really. And do you think, so I mean, now that Michaela is moved on from Tarek, like do you think if you guys reconnected, like, you know, maybe it's a kinder, gentler Michaela, like maybe, do you think Tarek was really the problem? Well, no, Mikel was never my kind of girl anyway. Right, I mean... You... It's re really too sugary and too sweet and fake and phony and just not my kind of person. Just loving everybody. Loving everybody. Just no, not, not really my bag. Not how the world works, right? Well, no, just really, I just, I can't stand insincere people.
I'd just rather they just said they don't like me and move on, as opposed to telling everyone, you know, I love you, I love you, I love you. And meeting people and within five minutes telling them you love them is just like something that I'm not used to, and nor do I ever want to be used to. Did you find a lot of that in DC with like the whole political arena? No, because no one says they love you in DC. <laughs> Any Mikel. Um, no, it was, um, DC is very conservative and I did enjoy some of my time there, um, but definitely not my kind of city. And is this true? You invited both Barack Obama and Bush to your wedding? Yeah. And Barack didn't respond and Bush did. Yeah, yeah, but, but Bush, um, Bush also sent a really lovely wedding present and all handwritten and really lovely. Um, but um, I, I didn't invite uh, um, President Obama, uh, Charles did. But um, uh, no, he didn't, he didn't RSVP, which I just thought was, considering that Charles was on the road with him 24 hours a day for goodness how many months, I just thought that was a little bit rude. But then I put said it on camera and then I was made out to be a racist for saying that as well. It's like a double whammy, right? Yeah, I don't like Tara Banks. Um, you know, uh, President Obama didn't respond to Charles's wedding invitation, even though he spent 24 hours a day with him for goodness how many months. So if that makes me racist, then I'm guilty as hell. Well, that's what I found so just different about the Real Housewives of DC is like, I think it was like, the whole show was like, A, the Salahis, and B, this undercurrent of Republican versus Democrat and racism. Like, it just, that's... And, uh, there's, there's, like I said, there's so many other fun things that went on, so many other fun things. I was saying to somebody a couple of days ago that, you know, I wish they'd filmed, um, you know, for example, I mean, there's so many fun memories, but there was one night in particular that, um, um, Linda smokes weed, um, I, I smoke occasional weed, Andy Cohen smokes weed, it's just like, it's, it's really not, you know, the, you know the, one of the most illegal drugs in the world, and in fact it's legal in so many different countries now. But there was one night when um, I missed my flight back to London, and I ended up going back to Linda's, and we, we were smoking weed through an orange in her garden, and Mary turned up in her pajamas crying about something, and Linda and I were laughing so much because we had the giggles from smoking weed through an orange. And like stuff like that was like far more entertaining to watch. <laughs> well, that's the thing. You guys are all fun. Like I know Mary, I know Linda. Everyone's really fun. <laughs> there's Mary arriving in her pajamas and Linda and I like smoking weed through an orange in the garden. We got the giggles so badly that we couldn't even listen to what the problem was with, with, with Mary because we were laughing so much and she was crying and... That, I mean, that's funny shit. That's funny TV. Yeah. But, you know. Um. <laughs> that's totally funny TV. That's totally funny TV. I mean. There's there, me in my bags having missed my flight and just like, oh my God, here we go. So let's make the most of it. And then there's Mary, you know, Linda with her orange. And, and then Mary just happened to turn up in her pajamas and floods of tears. And it was like, oh my God, Mary, what's the matter with you? But we couldn't take any of it seriously because we were, we were on, the, on the wacky backy. That's so funny. <laughs> I mean, it makes you think like if it just wasn't for Michaela being cast, like it would have been a totally different show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think that um, 
Um, like I said, I think there should have been another black woman in the show um, to, to make it less about what Stacey, because whatever Stacey wanted, she got because she was the, you know, the minority. And so even though there was an OK magazine shoot and we were asked if we'd all wear jeans and white shirts or white T-shirts, and everyone was happy with that other than Stacey. Because Stacey didn't want to wear jeans because she didn't like wearing jeans because maybe she had a slightly bigger bum or whatever her issue was, she didn't want to wear jeans. And so the whole shoot was cancelled um, for jeans and white shirts and we all had to wear suits. And I don't wear suits, hardly ever. And I end up having to be pinned up in this really hot woolen Chanel suit in 104 degrees uh, for this shoot just because Stacey dictated because she was the only black woman in the show. So whatever she wanted, she got. And it just, so the whole, you know what I mean? I didn't, I didn't understand that. So whatever she wanted, she got. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. Oak Essentials, you guys know that Oak Essentials is my go-to for my skincare regime. I love Oak Essentials because it's so clean, it's so simple, it's so pure, and it doesn't break the bank. It leaves my skin looking and feeling great. You can buy their products separately, or you can do what I do and bulk them up and buy the routine. What I mean by the routine is five of their best products come in one bundle, and it's really stuff that I personally use every day. Their cleansing balm, their balancing mist, their ritual oil, their moisture-rich balm, and then there's this great restorative mask. It's all part of my daily skin regime. And hey, people say I look younger than my age, so let me tell you, it is actually working. Also, one of their most coveted products, the conditioning lip balm, it's back in stock. Yay. Oak Essentials is the go-to skincare brand for radiant and glowing skin. My followers get 15% off your first order when you use code VELVET at checkout. That's 15% off your first order. O-A-K-E-S-S-E-N-T-I-A-L-S dot com with promo code VELVET. Whether you're starting from scratch or filling in the gaps, Oak Essentials gives you one less thing to worry about. Treat yourself because you deserve it. Did did Bravo make a big deal out of it? Because, you know, now that we have, like, Beverly yeah, they Hills... Were, they, were, they were constantly aware of being in trouble for racism. So, they, so basically, she just got whatever she wanted, irrelevant of what anybody else wanted. You know? Wow. And was that overt? Like, was Bravo, like, we have to make Stacey uh, happy? Yeah. Which, you know, in, in hindsight, they should have had two, two black women in the show, especially being from D.C., and not just one who dictated and um, 
the whole the whole race thing the whole time. It was, it was so boring. Like two of my best friends in London are black. You know, I've, I've grown up with so many black friends, and just having that board up the whole time was just really dull and really inappropriate. And um, I just didn't understand why there was so much talk about racism when when there wasn't any. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, I mean, did you feel it from producers too? Like, not just, or you know, or was it? I mean, was it just well, like? Yeah, and the the idea is that the, the, the production crew I got on so well with, and like sometimes I'd have like crew of like thirteen people, and at least I don't know a third, if not half, were black, and just got on so well with everybody. And I, and when they came to my house and we'd do like the interviews and stuff, I'd feed everybody and and help everyone clear up and help them tape up the things and you know I was I was just part of the I was part of the crew and I said don't ever call me the talent I can't stand it and so they're trying to run you know run around trying to curl my hair and I'm making them chase the sandwiches and you know we had we had so much fun there was there was never there was never any race problem with me at all. And it was really, you know, like I said, very tedious having it bored up all the time when it didn't even exist. Right. What about the politics? Like, do you think it would be a totally different show now with, like, Trump in office? Oh, my God. Because it was such a big part of that. I don't don't know how I'd go down there because I'm not a Trump fan at all. At all. So, um... I would probably get myself into so much trouble because there's so many people that are Trump, big Trump fans, but um, I'm not a fan of Trump's. So um, I'd probably get myself into a lot of trouble. Well, there's a lot of people that are not Trump fans too, so I think you'd have a lot of people agreeing with you <laughs> as well. Yeah, but, but the likelihood is he's going to get back into power. Well, I'm trying to say that the Housewives, which is such like a escape from reality you know then the dc version involved these issues that you know like racism whether it was real or not like like politics like do you think the dc franchise became too serious for the viewer um is is that what went wrong or is it just that it was completely like no no, i don't think anything went wrong other than the fact that the production crew hadn't done a no Real Housewives before. They filmed loads of boring shit, um, which was just so boring. And and the show was taken over by at least four episodes by the Salahis antics. So you know, the one or two different cast members, and um, and maybe a bit more of an experienced crew, um, well, production rather production company, because they'd never done it before. I think it could have been a completely different show. I think so. They, you know, they, they'd never done it before. And um, there, was just, there was just a lot of this like, oh God, how boring. No wonder people tuned out. Tuned out you know, well, that was certain, the- Certain episodes. Yeah, I mean, that was the general consensus from a lot of the negative reviews that it was just the more not yeah, exciting franchise. I know it was it was really dull. So many so many parts of it. But but what was what's sad is the fact that they didn't show so much of the fun stuff because it yeah. was taken over by the Salahis. 
Is that why you think it didn't come back? Like, because it was boring in the ratings, or do you think it was no, liability? No, no, it was, it was, no, it was, it was, it was, it didn't come back to the ratings. It was the second highest rated uh, Housewives show the first season. But the, um, it was, it was categorically shut down because of the FBI. And even Andy Cohen's admitted that. There was, there was no chance of it coming back. Right. Like the it liability. Was it was shut because of the liability, yeah. Right, like when the FBI gets involved, that's kind of yeah. They pulled they pulled all the tapes. They pulled all the tele telephone conversations. They they you know they really made Bravo's life absolute hell, and and it was pulled, and that was that. Were you guys so shocked, like you, Cat Mary, when you're like, wait a second, we're just doing a housewife show here, and now the FBI is on our front door? Like that must have been shocking. Um, or on Bravo's front door. Um, well, after they did what they did, I, didn't, I wasn't really shocked by anything after that, really, because I knew that it was all going to go uh, pear shape. Yeah. What do you think about at the reunion? Like, do you think Andy handled it well? Like, do you think he was harsh enough on Michaela? Um, it's so funny, Michaela. I love, she's got so many different types. Or Mikhail. Mikhail, Michaela, Michelle. <laughs> um, I, I don't know really. I think I think he handled it pretty well. I mean, it was like I said, it was such a long day. It was just ridiculous. It went on and on and on and on and on, and um, I'm I'm I still regret being so uh, subdued com compared to if I was to have sat there again. I mean, whereas Linda says. Oh, she, you know, she's disappointed herself for, for, for losing her temper so much. I'm disappointed in myself. I didn't lose my temper more because um, I think I was just so strung out and knackered that um, uh, some of the things she said to me, I, I naturally just got up and just basically ripped her, ripped her head off for some of the things she said to me. Especially the line, if you find love in your heart, your husband will come back. It's just like, go fuck yourself, Mikhail. Oh my God. What, I mean, like, to start, to, and he made everybody cry. So I didn't make anybody cry. And she said, well, you made Stacy cry. And Stacy said, no, she never made me cry. She said, well, you made me cry. And I was like, well, that's one person. She said, well, you know, you, you don't have any love in your heart. I said, yeah, I do, stay, uh, do, Mikhail. I have love in my heart for so many people. I even have love for the entire crew here in the room but I don't have any love in my heart for you. You know, no, that is impossible. So you were shocked at yourself for being, I mean, we, we never saw a subdued cat before that. <laughs> you know, <laughs> and you don't seem I mean, subdued here today, you know. It's, it's, um, no, I, I, I do, I do regret not um, um, being a little bit um, more assertive with my, uh, responses because anyway whatever it's it's, it's so long ago it is so, long ago no i just thought like at the reunion because like they had pled the fifth to everything and then like they were under contract so they had to kind of answer andy that's what i thought was interesting at yeah the but reunion. i think andy was just like you know he was worried about what he was going to say and how he was going to say it and he was really conscious of getting into trouble and there's too much, too much um, uh, nervousness about 
the reactions and what you can say and what you can't say. And, and, and even w w whatever interviews we did, whether it be the reunion or the breakfast shows or the view, you know, they'd be coming in one door, then we'd have to wait in a hall separately. So then, you know, it was just, it was, it was like, the, like the president's coming through. So, you know, everyone has to stand in this one room and then you get ushered into somewhere else whilst they pass. And it was just, it was so toxic and awful. Really? The whole separation of everybody, you know? So during all the press, like to promote the show, you guys oh had to be separated? God, it was just a nightmare. Why? They just didn't so, want to be... so logistically difficult. And I felt so sorry for everyone trying to organize us because it was just so hard, like, you know, right, she's getting up, going to get up to go to the loo, so, you know, we need to make sure that someone goes with her and then it so-and-so goes out with another person and, you know, get, she goes out that door and then that person goes in and it just, it was just a fucking joke. How come it was separate? Like, was it because the FBI was involved or they just refused yeah, well, it? Just, just the, li the liability. I mean, she'd already accused Whippy Goldberg of, like, physically hurting her. You know, the talented? Yeah. Oh really? When? Because uh, from when on, they were on the on the view. Oh, yeah. I yeah. didn't know that. Oh, you should Google it. It's quite funny. Whoopi Goldberg and Mikhail Salahi, and she uses choice words in Whoopi Goldberg's terms. Choice words. And Mikhail said that Whoopi tried to hurt her. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. And it was then showed again on camera that all Whoopi did was came up and touched her arm to get told her to get back to the subject because Mikhail would just sit there and just change the subject every five seconds and not be, not answer the question she was being asked. Oh, wow. Mm. Interesting. Do mm. you, do you miss DC at all, ever? Yeah, I do, I do. And, and uh, I've tried to get back there a couple of times, um, but for one reason or another, I've had to cancel and, um, uh, I was looking forward to going um, in January, but my father sadly passed away and I had to cancel my flight. Um, and I tried to go last year as well, but then I had something else happen, so I had to cancel. But I, no, I miss, I miss lots of my friends in DC and I have so many. And I love the gay community in DC. I have so many gay friends as well. It's a good one. I just, I just, yeah, I can't, I can't wait to get back, you know? You need to have a night of drinks with Mary and Linda. Yeah, oh, for sure. They're fine. Not, not just a night, like a day and a night, at least. A and day, Paul. A day, and Paul, yes. We can't yeah. forget Paul. No. Um, do, you, do you talk to Mary and Linda a lot? Yeah, I was just literally on the phone with Linda about five minutes before we, we started speaking. Oh, I love my Linda. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they're fun. She's fun. Look, they're both fun. You're all fun. You guys are all fun. Yeah. I mean, and what's the you point? Managed, you managed to, get, managed to get hold of Stacey, okay? You did? No, oh, did you? me. No. No. I, I have Funny not. That. Funny that. I have not managed to get a hold of Stacey, and Mikhail acknowledges that I exist, but is not interested in coming and sitting down and talking to right. me. No, no, she wouldn't, she wouldn't be, so don't, don't hold your breath on that one. I'm not, I'm, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, it's not gonna happen. So, which I mean, I guess I could understand it. I mean, I, I saw her once at a Journey concert. I mean, I was in the front row and 
in front of the front row in the roped off section, there she was. It's like, right. hey. Where so, she belongs, darling, where she belongs. I think she's happy with the with she's the journey. Really ha- she's really happy and I'm happy for her. You know, she's she she's she's madly in love, being really looked after and and let's face it, she couldn't have done any worse than Tarek, to be honest. So I'm really happy for her. Has anyone heard from him? Or does he does he surface in DC? I wonder. I don't know. I've no idea. No idea where he is. And I'm not on Facebook either, so I don't know. I have no idea. Nor, nor, nor do I really care, obviously. Would you ever do a housewife show again? Like if they called and they said, we're putting the DC housewives back together. Oh yeah, well, I, d- yeah, I definitely would. Because they asked if I'd be interested in doing New York or Beverly Hills. But um, at the time it was, um, it was, I wasn't in a mental space for that. And I didn't want to, I just, no, it was, it was a strong no for me. But no, I, yeah, I definitely, um, definitely, definitely do it again. But under, under different um, circumstances and uh, with a different production company. When did, well, I mean, that, that's what people don't understand. Like a lot of people watch The Housewives, they don't understand. It's all really different shows because it's all different production companies, more or less. Yeah, but then there's professionals and then there's ones that aren't so professional. And in fact, like I said, they just film so much boring crap that just like, just really, uh, they, they didn't really know what they were doing. When did they ask you to do Beverly Hills in New York? Um, not long after DC, like pretty soon after, around, around that, in that same year. Wow. Did you know, I mean, having not watched Bravo before, did you meet a lot of the other people on Bravo or you didn't even really know who they were because you never really watched any of the Bravo shows? I did, I did, um, I, you know, I did Watch What Happens Live three times. Um, I did it with uh, Ramona from New York. I did it from with that nightmare Countess Luanne. And I did it with Sonia. And that was fun. All the New Yorkers. So why, tell us about, the, you, as you say, the nightmare Countess Luann. Your words. Oh, it's, it's just the fact that, that, that this, this whole fact that she calls herself a countess is because she bought the name and then was trying to teach me British etiquette really pissed me off. Um, and saying, because I lived the life, darling. I lived the life. And it's like, well, what life was that, darling? No, she, she was just absolutely, and I hated the games we were playing. I said to Andy, have you really not got anyone better in your production team to make up better games than these? Because these are really shit and they're really boring. And you play them every week. And there's, <laughs> some, there's some really imaginative people that can come up with some really fun games, but these ones are really boring. And they're really repetitive. And they're not really much fun. And what are you, are you not having a good time? I was like, no, I'm not having a good time at all. I couldn't wait to rip my mic out from underneath my knickers and get the fuck out of there. Really? <laughs> so Andy was just like, these are the games. I mean, is, is that all he said when you said his games were not pleasant or did he have something else to say? He just said, just really boring, you know? All these intelligent, really creative people working with Watch What Happens Live and this is the same boring games every week. It's like, shake it up a bit, you know? Try something different. Look at all these really creative young people, young team, 
that can come up with some better games and something more interesting. And 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 I don't like being, you know, no, that particular night, I just felt like he had kind of brought me on just to humiliate me in front of Luan, who was just so patronizing and I was really over it. It's like, you want to put me down, you want to quiz me on the Queen's etiquette and this and that, and I'm not, I'm not here to be judged. And especially with such a really shit game like this. Um, and yeah, it was just, it was a, not a nice experience. I had a real laugh with Ramona and I had a laugh with Sonia, but no, I'm not a fan of the Countess. And her living, the, I lived the life, darling, I lived the life. I mean, what the fuck's that supposed to mean? You bought the you bought the you bought the name the Countess and what well, you lived in Europe for a few years so you lived the life, darling. I mean, really, how impressive! Did anything happen like backstage with her? I was just all right there when the mics were on. Oh no, she 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 burst into my dressing room without even knocking uh, uh, before the show and said, "We've met before, haven't we, darling? We've met before, haven't we?" And I said, um, no, we haven't met before. And um, I just found her really patronizing and really rude and really um, condescending. And you didn't find Ramona rude? Oh, but in a, in a fun way though. I didn't, I didn't I, Ramona was like, we, we, we had a laugh. We, we, we actually shared a dressing room together and um, but I, you know, I'm I'm rude, but um, and Ramona can be rude, and but there's a different type of rudeness, I think, you know. And I had I had a really I had a really really fun time with Ramona. It was very funny, especially when um, one of the viewers rang in and asked if if I'd ever swum in the lady pond. They 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 asked Ramona first. Said Cat, you know, Ramona, have you ever swum in the lady pond? She was like. Absolutely not. And then Andy said, then what about you, Kat? And I said, well, my children might be watching, so no. That's funny. <laughs> but Ramona and I, we had, we, had, we had a laugh, you know? We had a laugh. And that's the whole thing about... So to me, when you watch TV, I want to feel happy. Mm-hmm. I don't want... I, I, I know I'm not someone that just enjoys watching fights and bitchiness and people crying and it's not it's not my idea of fun tv and sonia i I assume i like laughing i like you know watching something that makes me feel really happy and makes me laugh and uh, um as opposed to just like oh my god i'm just being like oh that was awful like she made her cry and she was really nasty and how traumatic and that doesn't make me feel good that's why i don't really watch reality tv unless it's kind of fun stuff that makes sense and i assume you had a great time with sonia because sonia's a lot of fun yeah she's hilarious yeah i was pregnant at the time so i couldn't kind of really let go very much but um it was uh it was fun you couldn't go out drinking after with sonia no 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 <laughs> i mean oh yeah i was clubbing until six o'clock in the morning four months five months pregnant yeah no of course not you weren't (laughs) would you would you ever go on like new york or beverly hills now i mean you don't live in either but if you did um 
I don't know. I'd have to come back to you on that one. It's been, it's been a very weird few months for me with uh, with Corona and losing my dad and breaking up in my relationship for 10 years. So it's, um, everything's kind of up in the air and um, reassessing life, to be honest. Because it's, it's been it's been very 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 hardcore here, and much harder than America, and much harder than the UK, and much harder than most countries. And I'm alone with my seven year old, and so it's been it's definitely a kind of reevaluating lifetime. So I don't know, I don't know. The last thing you might it's, need. It's very, it's very tough for a lot of people, and a lot of people have lost all their income, and um. I've tried to help people where I can and um, yeah, but it's just been a very, very difficult, difficult time. 2020 is not the best year. I will no, agree with you. Well, the good news is we're nearly halfway through it. Thank fucking God. <laughs> Thank. Could, could we just breathe to that, please? Yeah. I think sometimes like a reevaluation of life is not the worst thing though. No, it's really good to, you know, stop and reflect. And it's also really good to, you know, when you feel you have nothing yourself, to get to just keep giving because anything you can do to give to other people um, comes back. And there's a lot of people I know really suffered and um, I've tried to do as much as I can for as many people as I can, even though I've been on my knees with sadness and loneliness and really depressed myself having lost my father in January and um and homeschooling my daughter at the age of seven which has just been like really challenging um but you know everything happens for a reason and I think that what you get back what you give and like I said I've tried to help as many people as I can and um, continue to do so even when I don't feel like I've got nothing to give you know I don't feel like I've got an empty tank but you still keep trying to help and still keep trying to give and let's let's see let's see what the rest of 2020 holds this is why you are overdue for some fun in DC and I'm coming yeah, to DC I, I like I told Linda and Mary I need to make a DC appearance here for a good time not a long time baby Seriously, like sometimes, you know, listen, it's all about being serious, but sometimes you just need to put that aside. Oh and my just God, have it's so important to have fun. I think 20, it's listen, amazing. 2021 has to be a good year. That's just how it works. You can't have two bad years in a row. <laughs> right? Loved talking to you. I loved having you. I know you are very busy. Thank really you so appreciate much for it. Me, darling. I will see you. We will keep in touch. You're part of yeah. the RHODC legacy. Everyone, Kat from RHODC, love you. Thank you for doing this. Thank you so much, darling. Keep in you touch. Take care, okay? Keep, you keep safe. You too. Be well. Bye. Bye, darling. Bye, bye, bye. Thanks for listening to yet another episode of Behind the Velvet Rope. Because without you listeners, I would just be a crazy person with voices in my head. And if you like what you hear, Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe on Apple Podcasts under Behind the Velvet Rope. 
And when you're done subscribing, feel free to leave a five-star write-up review because the write-up reviews actually count. We read each and every one of them. We post the best ones and the reviews really help our shows keep going. And we really appreciate everything you guys say, especially the positive ones. And if you want to find us online, we're at Behind Velvet Rope on Instagram. We are at David Yontef on Instagram. We're Behind The Velvet Rope on Apple Podcasts. Or head on over to Patreon, because you know what? There are just some things we can't talk about here. So for our bonus episodes, go to Patreon and type in Behind The Velvet Rope. And if you still aren't sick of me, and you want more David, go to Cameo and book me on Cameo. And you can ask me anything there. I'll answer whatever you want. And I have a bargain basement price of $10. Thank you, guys. See you soon. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at caskers.com. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at caskers.com.